Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOFPHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Praise the Lord. Aren't you grateful Jesus is alive? Yes. Why don't you go ahead and act like you're glad that Jesus is alive? <laughs> Praise the Lord. I love that part when it says, I'm right with God because Jesus my Savior. Not because of anything I've done or because anything I've tried to earn or be good enough. Only because of Jesus. I'm made right with God. And I'm grateful for what Jesus did for us on the cross at Calvary. Shedding his blood and pouring out his blood so we can be cleansed. Aren't you grateful for that cleansing? Aren't you grateful? Amen. Praise the Lord. That he washes us. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that today in this message. I believe the Lord has for us. And I'm just thankful again for each and every one of you being here. Uh, you have to forgive me. I don't know if y'all noticed the pollen already outside forming up. And I tell you, it's uh, working on me already. So just pray for you, Pastor. Um, Bless him. But anyway, God is faithful. I want to continue talking to you today uh, as the Lord leads us over to uh, this Sunday and uh, maybe one more Sunday, depending on how God wants to close out this verse that we've been studying in the Gospel of John. But I want to continue to share with you on how we can live a thriving life, a thriving life. We all decided last week, if you were here, that we want to live a thriving life for God. If you want to thrive for God, just lift your hand right now and say, that's me. I want to thrive for God. I want to be fruitful for God. And, you know, my heart is for all of us, the church especially, that we would all thrive uh, for God and that we would continue to produce fruit in our life so the kingdom continue to grow and continue to expand uh, we want to thrive, not just survive. I saw someone this past week and they were holding up a sign that uh, I'm just trying to survive. Listen, friend, we, we survive, but God wants us to thrive. He wants us to thrive. He wants to do something greater in our life. And, and God's church is a thriving church. God's church should be a thriving church. When the church was birthed in the book of Acts, it was a thriving church. And when Jesus comes back for his church, it's going to be a thriving church. And we want to be a thriving church in these last days. And I want you to have a life that thrives, each and every one of you. That's my prayer for you and for myself as well, my family. That word thrive, we learned last week the word thrive. It means to, to bloom, uh, to flourish, to prosper, uh, to succeed. Uh, it means to be fruitful. That word thrive means to be fruitful. Say thrive. thrive. Say fruitful. And we learned that last week that Jesus, he had something to say uh, about living a thriving life, about living a fruitful life. And we discovered that in the uh, Gospel of John chapter 15. And, and the Lord's been uh, dealing with me on this scripture here for some time and uh, really gave it to me at the beginning of the year. And there's so much that could be said, so much that could be preached from just from these few verses. And we just want to obey God and let him lead us over these next few weeks and so I want to read to you John chapter 15. I'll have it on the screen or you can open up your Bibles and follow along as I read. 
uh, John chapter 15, verses 1 uh, through 10. This is Jesus speaking. And he says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. Say prune. He prunes that it may bear more fruit. He has more fruit for your life. You're already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. Jesus is the vine and we, the church, are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do you can do nothing. Without Jesus, you can do nothing. You will never thrive in life without Jesus. And he says here in verse 6, If anyone does not abide in me, he's cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. But this, my, by this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. Would you bow with me and let us pray one more time, please? Uh, dear Lord, I come to you this morning, God, and just acknowledge to you right now that Unless we abide in you right now, we can do nothing. And Lord, I need you right now. I depend on you, Holy Spirit, just to be a helper to me right now. Anoint our time together. Anoint my voice, God. Anoint our ears, our hearts. And God, just open us up, God, to receive whatever it is that you want to do in our life today. And we just know there's power in your word, God. And we just believe right now that every heart would be submitted to you. And God, that we would just take time now to allow you to pour into us so you can change us and there'll be more fruit and we can thrive in life. And we just ask you right now, and we ask all these things in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Just a little quick review before I get into the main part of the message today. Uh, we learned last week in John chapter 15 that uh, that whole setting there is really uh, Jesus' farewell discourse. Uh, and we know that in that time that Jesus is saying his goodbyes and farewell to his followers... He's teaching them uh, some very vital lessons that they need to apply in their life. Some very vital lessons that they can carry on as they continue to walk. And he shares these things with them uh, just before he is to go and be crucified on the cross at Calvary. Now, we don't know the exact setting uh, of John chapter 15, but many Bible scholars that you can read behind will tell you that somewhere in between the place where uh, Jesus washed their feet and they had the Last Supper. And between that place and between the Garden of Gethsemane where Jesus went and he prayed. And perhaps it may, may have been right in the Garden itself. That Jesus saw this vine. He saw this vine and many believe it was a great vine. And this vine prompted him to teach a very powerful lesson. One of the great famous I Am statements. And he said in that verse, he says, I am the true vine. He says, I am the true vine. 
And he's reminding us that he's the true vine and that we are the branches. And that tells me today, friend, that like that song that we were singing earlier, if you belong to Jesus Christ, if you belong to God through a relationship with Jesus Christ, that you are now the branch and now God wants to produce some fruit through your life. He wants to produce some fruit in your life, not only produce some, but even more. Jesus wants you to be more fruitful. Aren't you grateful, friend, that you can continue to thrive in life? You never arrive. There's always more with God. He wants you to thrive even more. He wants you to uh, have fruit more in your life, and and that happens because he wants you to demonstrate more of uh, the fruit of the Spirit. Every day we should be demonstrating more love and more joy and more peace and more patience and more kindness and more gentleness and more self-control. Those are the fruit of the Spirit that you find in Galatians. He wants us to demonstrate more of that in our life. He also wants us to demonstrate more praise with the fruit of our lips. Listen, you can never outpraise the Lord. You can never praise Him enough. And he wants us to praise him even more. And that's not really just something we do on Sunday mornings. It's something that we do every day of our life. That we wake up praising the Lord. We wake up saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That little sign out by my driveway, leaving out. I don't know what's going to happen today, but thank you, Jesus. When I come back in, oh, it might have been one of those days. But I can still say, thank you, Jesus. We can always praise him more. And then he also wants us to thrive more by winning more souls to the kingdom of God. More souls. Four souls came to Christ last Sunday in the service. One soul came to Christ at Spring Creek. We want more souls to come into the kingdom. When is the last time you won somebody to the Lord? Come on, church. We, we heard it through the revival. It's not just the pastor's job or, or the staff's job. It's the church. The church should be thriving. We should be thriving and we should be winning people to Jesus Christ. When is the last time you, you told somebody about uh, what Jesus has done in your life? The last time you were a witness for the Lord? Come on, church. We got to thrive more by winning more souls to the kingdom of God. And Jesus said this, he says, I want you to thrive more because that's going to be evidence that you belong to me. And most of all, this is going to bring glory to God. Isn't that what it's all about? That you want your life to thrive more so you can bring glory to God? You want God, we want this church to glorify God. We want our lives to glorify God. It's all about bringing glory to God. So how can we be more fruitful? How can we thrive more in life? Well, we learned last week, I'm getting ready to give you the test right now. And if you flunk it, I'm going to get the paddle out, I promise you. We learned last week that if we're going to live a thriving life, we have to stay connected. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Wow. Say connected. If we're going to thrive in life, we have to stay connected to Jesus. The branch has to be connected to the vine if there's going to be fruit. You take the branch away from the vine, and there's not going to be any fruit in your life. And Jesus said these words here. I repeat them again. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, but for without me you can do nothing. Friend, Listen, you will never do anything That will uh, produce more fruit in your life if you don't have Jesus and you're not connected to him. And he made it very clear that you have to be connected. And he used that word abide, which means to uh, remain united. It means to continue with 24-7. 24-7, you have to stay connected to Jesus. 
You have to stay connected to him when you're at home, when you're at work, when you're at church, when you're riding down the road. You always have to stay connected to the true vine. Because the vine is what gives you nourishment. The vine is what gives you strength. The vine is what gives you life so you can continue to produce fruit. But listen to me, friend. As soon as there's a disconnection and you're no longer connected to Jesus anymore, guess what? You are going to wither up and you're going to die. And you'll come into church and you'll just go through the motions. You'll come through the church and just go through the motions. You'll go into a ministry that you're part of and you'll just go through the motions. You'll go out into the community and you'll just go through the motions. Friend, listen, we don't want to wither up and die. We have to stay connected to Jesus. And you do that by repenting of your sins. You repent of your sins and you turn and you put your trust in Jesus Christ. I pray that everyone under the sound of my voice today that you have repented of your sins and you've turned and trusted in Jesus Christ. I heard this man talking this past week on the radio. Do you know that there's pockets of, uh, of uh, revival going on in Russia right now? I know there's a lot of talk about Russia, but God is doing a work over there too. And the man stood up and shared. He said, you know, in our church, people are standing up everywhere. And they don't say, I remember the day I got saved. They say, I remember the day that I repented and turned my life over to God. Friend, there's a thing about turning away from sin and turning to God and beginning to walk with him. That he will transform your life. And maybe you need to do that today. You have an opportunity. You can do it right there in your pew where you're at right now. You come to the altar at the end of the service, but the main thing is that you do it, that you do it. So we have to stay connected. But today, here's what I want to share with you over the next few minutes. Is I want to talk to you about another vital key to living a thriving life. And Jesus tells us that in, in, this, in this passage here, he tells us that if we're going to produce more fruit and we're going to live a thriving life, that the branch has to be cleansed. Say cleansed. The branch has to be cleansed. You can be connected and you still need to be cleansed. You can be connected and still need to be cleansed. The Lord brought it to me. Think about your, your, your battery cables and how they get corrosion over the terminals. It can be connected, but there can be some corrosion on there and it'll keep the battery from performing like it needs to perform. And sometimes we need to be cleansed. And Jesus said this in verse 2. Of John chapter 15, he says, He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You're already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. That word prune and that word clean in the Greek are interchangeable. They have several meanings. The word prune, say prune. Say clean. That word in the Greek, it means several things. It means to cut something off. It means to cut something away. It means to cut something back. It means to purge. It means to cleanse. It means to cleanse. When you hear the word prune, you can put in the word cleanse. And cleansing, the, the cleansing process is vital if the branch is going to produce fruit. Now, I'm not a green thumb, and I don't know how all that works, so I called in the experts this weekend. I called Reggie Hines Landscaping. Wave at us, Reggie. There he is right there. I said, Reggie, tell me how this thing works, how this pruning process, and he shared a bunch of different things with me, but he said something there at the very end, and that's when the preacher kicked in. 
He says the pruning process or the cleaning process is about cutting something back to get the old and the dead off so something new can grow back. Hallelujah. Boy, that right there preached right there by itself, won't it? It's about cutting those old things off, those dead things away, so something new can begin to grow in your life. How many of y'all could use something new in your life today? It might be that you need to be pruned today. Woo! The pruning process is vital. And the whole reason for the pruning process is to remove anything that would hinder the growth of the fruit. It's, it's about removing those things in our life. It's about picking off the, the insects and the bugs. It's about getting off the dead leaves and the dead wood to remove anything that would keep us from producing fruit in our life. Now, when I read that and what Reggie told me, my mind went back a few years ago when I worked on a farm to James Coley, Mr. James Coley's farm with Jimmy I think Jimmy's here somewhere. Where you at, Jimmy? Wave your hand. There he is. I remember as a young boy working on the James Coley farm. And we worked in, don't think bad of your pastor. We worked in the tobacco field. And we did this job. And it was called topping and suckering tobacco. If you've ever topped and suckered tobacco, would you raise your hand right now? Real, oh, my goodness. I'm sorry your parents hated you. I'm sorry your parents were trying to kill you. No, they weren't trying to kill you, and they weren't mad with you. They did it because they love you. They taught you something very valuable, that there's nothing wrong. Hard work won't kill you, which at the time I didn't believe them. But you know, when that topping and suckering comes, there's a, there's a little plant that forms in the top of that tobacco plant. You know what I'm talking about. It's a pretty little bouquet. I think it would have been nice just staying right there. Made the field look pretty. But you had to go through and you had to break these tops out of those stalks. Because that little bouquet of flowers is not meant to be there. You couldn't carry it to the market and sell it. And nobody wanted it at the florist down there. So you had to get it off so the plant could keep thriving. And not only that, was there some flowers in the top, but then there was these little things called suckers. Somebody's getting a blessing over here. And you had to go in there by hand and pop them little suckers out between that stalk and that leaf. I don't know how they do it now. They probably got a, a machine or some chemicals that do it. But used to, you had to walk through there and pop those suckers out. I told my son, I said, I don't care if it's but one row. You're going to walk down and get the tops and suckers out of it. But you had to get those suckers out because those suckers would sap the life out of that tobacco plant. And in order for that tobacco plant to thrive, you had to remove the suckers. And that's part of the pruning process. That's part of the cleansing process. And, and Reggie told me, any tree, any tree or any bush that's going to produce fruit, you have to, it has to be cleansed in order to be more fruitful. It has to be pruned to be more fruitful. And Jesus, in this story here, he tells us that God himself is the vine dresser. God is the one that gets us and starts pulling those suckers out of our life. He's the one that starts breaking those things off of us that are not healthy. God is the one that does it. And he, he tears those things off the branches so we can be more fruitful. You see, the Lord wants you to thrive in life. He wants you to excel in life. But sometimes if you're going to thrive, friend, guess what? You may have to be pruned. You may have to be cleansed. 
if you're going to produce more fruit in your lives. Because if you're going to produce more fruit in your life, you have to stay clean. You have to stay clean. Look at your neighbor and say, stay clean. You have to stay clean. We were singing about it today. Listen, the Lord says, be holy for I am holy. We have to stay clean if we're going to produce more fruit in our life. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you should be walking in holiness and you should be walking in purity. Listen to what Paul says in Romans 6, 22. Just apply this to your life. He says, but now having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to holiness. Now that you have turned away from sin and now that you've turned your life over to Jesus Christ, there should be the fruit of holiness in your life. Come on, church. There should be the fruit of holiness. And and Paul went on to say this. He says, God didn't call us to be unclean, but to live a holy life. God didn't call you to be unclean. God didn't call you to be unclean. He wants you to live a holy life, set apart for his glory. And we're in great danger, friend. Listen to me, church. We're in great danger today. And we're dying if something unclean is blocking the flow of the nourishment that gives life to the fruit. You're in danger today of withering up and dying if there's some unclean thing in your life that is blocking that nourishment from the vine to the branch. You're in danger today, friend. You're in danger of withering and dying today if something's blocking the sun from getting to the branch. I'm not talking about the sun, S-U-N, but the S-O-N, sun. If anything's blocking him from getting to you, then you're in danger of withering and dying. And listen, it could be old things. It can be dead things. It can be worldly things. It can be unclean things that are sucking the life out of you today. You wonder why you're not producing any fruit in your life? You wonder why you're not thriving? Could it be? Just could it be? I'm asking the question because God's already asked me, is there any unclean thing in your life? Are you walking in holiness? Are you walking in purity? Are you walking in a way to please me? You see, sometimes we can have these unclean things start to grow in our life and they block that sap that flows to the branch. And we have to make sure that we go to the Lord and ask him to cleanse us, ask him to prune us. We want God to prune those things out of our life. Listen, you will never thrive in life. You will never thrive in life if you continue pursuing after the wickedness of the world and the evil of this world. You will never thrive in life if you continue to walk in the flesh. The Bible says this, Therefore come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. Let me read that to you again. Come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. Yeah, you're in the world and you're to be a light to the world, but you're to come out and not be like the world. We're supposed to be different. Come on, we're supposed to talk different, walk different, act different. We're supposed to be different because now we no longer live, but Jesus lives in us now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And people get all uptight. I'm just enjoying life. Gee, listen, the Bible says, come out from them and be separate, says the Lord. Not says the Pentecostal Holiness Church. Not says Pastor Jeff. But the Lord said for you to come out and you be separate. Come out and be holy, young lady. Come out and be holy, young man. Come out and be holy. Come out and glorify God as you walk in holiness. That says the Lord. And listen to what he says at the very end of that verse 
He says, touch no unclean thing. Touch no unclean thing and I'll receive you. My question this morning is how can the church thrive? How can the church thrive forward? How can the church thrive more if we're touching unclean things? You know, your family may not see you touching those unclean things and your friend may not see you touching those unclean things and your brother or sister in Christ may not see you touching those unclean things, but I can tell you one thing. The eyes of the Lord see you touching those unclean things. God, help us to be cleansed today from those unclean things. How, how can we be more fruitful when, when the church looks just like the unbelievers of the world? They, they, they have an excuse, but we as believers don't have an excuse. We know better now. How can we thrive? How can we thrive today when, when there's sin in the camp? How can churches thrive more when there's sin in the camp? You see it all around us that churches are withering and churches are dying. Could it be that sin's in the camp? God, help us today. Cleanse us from all those unclean things that we would not wither up and we would not die because sin, friend, can block that nourishment that comes into our life that makes us fruitful. And if there's anything in your life today if there's anything blocking the nourishment and blocking the sap that's flowing through the branch and stopping the thriving in your life, listen to me, friend. It needs to be removed. That word prune, that word cleanse means to be removed, cut away, cut back, cleanse. If there's anything in your life today that's blocking that vine and the nourishment that goes to the branch, if there's anything there blocking that, friend, you need to ask God to cut it away. Cut it away. Clip it away. Do whatever you got to do. God, cleanse me today so I can thrive more for you. The Lord, listen, friend. The Lord is the only one that can cleanse you from it. He's the only one that can cleanse you from it. He's the only one that can cut it away. He's the only one that can clip it away. He's the only one that can prune you. Jesus said, my God is the vine dresser. And King David said this. He said, the Lord can cleanse you and make you white as snow. Hallelujah. Aren't you grateful today, friend? Can you clap your hands today knowing that Jesus, he can wash you whiter than snow. He can cleanse you. And the Lord, listen, the Lord's got a way. He can start pruning and he can start cleansing. And, and there might be some things blocking the fruit in your life today. And it could be that some things need to be cut away. Maybe it's a bad attitude. Don't look at your neighbor. Maybe there's some things in your life today that need to be cut away. Maybe it's a filthy mouth that needs to be washed and cleansed. I'm not even going to go down that road. Maybe I will. <laughs> Nothing worse. I'm, I'm going to tell you this right here. We mentioned it in our class a few weeks ago, Haywood. When, when I was a little boy... I remember walking into this store and some of the men that I knew that were deacons in one of the local churches were sitting in that store and every word out of their mouth was GD and MF. You, you don't think that would kill a testimony? And I'm just telling you right now, friend, you're supposed to be called out and you be separate from the world. 
Your mouth shouldn't have filthy language coming out of it. You know there's churches right now, and, and they're giving the pastors permission to go ahead and let loose, and, and they say in the, in, the, uh, in the thing of trying to relate to the uh, first-time guests that they, they may let some cuss words slip just so, oh, he's just like me. No, that ain't the way it is, friend. You're just supposed to be the light of the world. Come on. We're going to get some Holy Ghost soap. Maybe some things need to be cut away. Maybe, maybe it's some lying lips. Mm. Cut away some lying lips. I mean, if, you, if you're having problems telling the truth, it might be that you need to get on your knees and get connected back to God and say, cleanse me, Lord. It could be a lustful spirit. It could be some kind of sin. Listen, you fill in the blank. What needs to be cut away in your life? What needs to be cut away? And here's what our response should be. Lord, here I am. Do surgery on me. You cut away anything you need to cut away, God, because I don't want to wither up and I don't want to die. I want to produce more fruit. So cut away, God. Cut away. Cut away those places I shouldn't go to anymore. Come on. Cut away those places I shouldn't go anymore. Now that you're saved and serving God, you don't need to be back at those places no more. Cut away those people I don't need to be hanging around with. Bad company corrupts good character, the Bible says. Cut away those things I don't need to do anymore in my life. Cut away those things that are not pleasing unto you, God. Cut away those unclean things in my life. Cut away my temper. Cut away my pride. Cut away my anger. Cut away my greed. Cut away my selfishness. Cut away my self-reliance. Whatever you got to do, Lord, here I am. Do surgery on me right now. Cut me, Lord. Cut me up. Because I want to be a man of God that will thrive and I'll have the fruit of holiness in my life. The things that the vine dresser cuts away, it should result in something Here's the results. You, you should be looking more like Jesus in your life every day. That's the result of the clip, 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 clip. When he's clipping away, he's reshaping you. Reggie said that's part of pruning. You're reshaping something. I don't know about you, but sometimes I just need to be reshaped because I want to look more and more like Jesus every day. And friend, if you're not looking more and more like Jesus every day, you need to do so. You need to, maybe you need to be pruned. Maybe you need to be cleansed. Maybe something needs to be cut away. Maybe there's something that needs to be cut away if you're, if you're not looking more like Jesus every day and bringing glory to God with your life. Reggie said this. He said, the pruning process helps the branches bear more fruit and better fruit. You mean the pruning, the cleansing process helps me because it sounds mighty painful. Somebody coming along and breaking the tops out and somebody coming around and, and snatching the suckers out of my life and clipping here and cutting there and reshaping. It sounds kind of painful, but guess what? The Bible says it's for your good. It's for your good. That cleansing process is to help you and not to harm you. Well, how is that the case? I'm glad you asked. You see, the vine dresser, he starts cutting back the branch, and when he cuts back the branch, the branch gets out here, and then he starts cutting that branch back and removing those things that are old and dead. And the more he cuts the branch back, guess what? The closer it gets to the vine. And isn't that the goal right now, that we want to get closer and closer to Jesus every day of our life? That we want to get closer to the Lord 
so we can be fruitful and we can glorify him with our life. How many of you want to glorify the Lord with your life? And It's about your fruit glorifying God. But let me go ahead and tell you here, I'm getting ready to wind it down. I, I know this isn't one of them shout hallelujah messages, but it's better obey God than man. You, you start doing things in your life and you try to take the glory for it and guess what's going to happen? You're getting ready to get pruned. You're going to get pruned, friend. If you start trying to take the glory of what God is doing in your life, you're going to be cleansed. He's going to prune you because without him, you can do nothing. And the perfect example of that is Peter. Peter is the perfect example of it. You remember when Jesus told those followers, he says, I'm getting ready to be crucified, and, and, and there's people going to come, and they're going to arrest me, and they're going to put me on a cross. I'm going to give my life for you. I'm going away from here. And what does Peter say? He says, no, Lord, no, Lord, I will never desert you. I will never abandon you. Peter went on to say this, I will even die for you. I will do this for you, God. I will do that for you, God. Do you see where the problem is? Ah. It was all about what Peter could do. And then the pruning process started. Jesus had to begin to cut some things away in Peter's life. And he says, you know what, Peter? You're going to deny me three times before the rooster crows. And old big and bad Peter, guess what he does? He denies Christ. And then he finds himself at a place where he's weeping and he feels washed up in life. And that's part of the pruning process where God will take those that are proud and he will humble them and put them down low. And that's when they can begin to thrive for God right there. And maybe you're in the pruning process today. He's trying to remind you that you can do nothing without him. You can do nothing without him, son, daughter, whoever you are. You, you can do nothing without Jesus Christ. And that pruning helps because when the dead stuff is cut away, something new blooms and more fruit comes forth. There, hey, look, it might not look good right now, and it might be cut back right now, and it might look like it's dead right now. But, friend, when it's cut back and it's trimmed back and things are cut away that are not good for it, there's coming a day where it's going to bloom again, and there'll be more fruit. But in order to do that, we have to submit our lives to the Lord. We have to yield our lives to God in this pruning process, this cleansing. If we don't let God come in and cleanse us and make things new, guess what happens? If we don't cut back those things that cleanse us, if God, we don't allow him to do it for us, the branch keeps getting uh, further and further away from the vine. If it's not cut back, it just keeps growing farther and farther away from the vine. And then you get so far away from the vine that there's no fruit. And now you're trying to live on last week's fruit. Now you're trying to live on last month's fruit. Now you're trying to live on last year's fruit. And, and all you can talk about in your life is, is what God used to do. Instead of what God is doing you in your life now. If you're here today and all you can do is go around and say, Oh, this is what God used to do. This is how God used to move around the altar. This is how God used to show up. Friend. If that's you, there needs to be some cleaning. There needs to be some pruning in your life to cut you back and get you closer so God can make some new things bloom again in your life. God help us. Listen, you will never live on last year's fruit. We, we can't live on those two that came forward and gave their life to Christ. There's even more that God wants to do. 
We can't live in the past. We can't live. We learn from it, but we can't live there. And they may need to be a constant renewing in your life, a constant clipping, a constant cutting away. Listen, no cleansing, no fruit. No cleansing, no thriving in life. Pastor Kevin, if you'll come and help me, because I'm thinking about going to 3 o'clock. That clock up there by you, uh, Casey, says 9.13. Is that clock right? That's a big no. I see it. Let God cleanse you. Do, do you need God to do something new in your life today? Are you wondering why you feel withered spiritually and you feel like you're about to die spiritually and you wonder why God's not working? Could it, could it be that you, you need to be pruned today and things need to be cut away and things need to be clipped away and you need to be cleansed so you can have something new begin to bloom in your life again? I'm just asking that question. What needs cutting away in your life today? What do you need the Lord to remove out of your life today? Does he need to remove and cut away discouragement? Does he, need to, does he need to remove and cut away some doubt and unbelief? Does he need to cut away some depression in your life? Does he, does he need to cut away some self-reliance? Listen, I want to tell you something, friend. From this passage right here that I've been reading to you over the last two weeks, the biggest sin in the church is self-reliance. We, we, we rely on our programs. We rely on our own intellect. We rely on our own strength. When God is telling us that apart from Him, we can do nothing. We should be relying fully on God for everything. Maybe He needs to cut away self-reliance. Your plans, your will. Maybe He needs to cut away anger. Maybe He needs to clip some hurt that you've been through. Maybe he needs to cut back a habit that you have in your life that you know is not pleasing to the Lord. Maybe there's a sin right now that God's putting his finger on in your life, my life. And he's saying it needs to be cut back. It needs to be cleansed. And the Bible says that the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from, guess what? All sin. All sin. Not just my sin. Not just your sin, but all sin. No matter what it is, the blood of Jesus can cleanse us from all sin. And the vine dresser can clip, 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 clip and cut away those things so we can thrive in life. Would you bow your heads with me, please, all over this place? Lord, have your way. Oh, Holy Spirit, please help me right now. I know you're working, Lord. I know you're working. Lord, as heads are bowed right now, I just pray you are the vine dresser. Just, just, just go around and start clipping things right now. Clip, clip, clip. Cut away some things. Cut away some things right now. Cut away some things in that one's heart. God, clip some things right now. Deliver them. Set them free. Clip depression away. Cut away a habit. Cut away a stronghold. Cut away, God. Cut away. Here I am, Lord. Have surgery on me. God, do it right now, God. And every soul that's here today so we can thrive. God, I want to thrive. But you may have to cleanse me. And I know your blood can do it. Your word says if we will confess our sins. 
that you're faithful and just and you will forgive us our, our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness and all wickedness. Lord, cleanse us right now. Cleanse us. Friend, you're here this morning and nobody's looking around. And it's just time to be, it's just time to be honest right now. Come on, friend, it's time to be honest. And you know right now there's some things in your life that need to be cut away. There's some things that need to be clipped away. If that's you, would you join me right now and just lift your hand? Is that you? Is that you? Come on. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God sees your hand. God bless you. There's some things in my life right now that need to be cut away and need to be clipped. And I'm giving you permission right now, Lord to do surgery on me. Would you stand with me all over this place? Listen, the very first thing that you need to do is let the blood of Jesus Christ cleanse you and put your faith in Him that He can wash away your sins and forgive you and give you new life. Are you, are you following Jesus Christ? Listen to me, friend. Are you following Jesus Christ? I don't want nobody to leave. I don't want nobody to go nowhere. Listen, are you following Jesus? Are you following Jesus? Have you made a decision to turn from sin and turn to God and accept what His Son Jesus did on the cross? And have you placed your faith in Him, friend? Because when you do that, you become a new creature in Christ. All the old things go away, and then things begin to bloom and become new in your life again. I can testify to it. How many of you can testify to it today? Praise God. Praise God. Listen. A few hands went up about some things that need to be clipped away and cut away, but I can guarantee you right now, just like the Lord did with me through the Word, how He brought it as a mirror, and I looked at myself in that mirror, and I was like, oh, my God, Lord, go to surgery right now. I need to go to surgery right now. I'm in an emergency situation, God. Just go ahead and start cutting away. And all of us are really like that. And we need to be sanctified, set apart, made holy. Come out and be ye separate from the world. So here's what I want us to do. I know there's a lot of people here, and I know we probably can't all get to the altar, but maybe right there where you are right now, could, could you just could you do this, do this right here and, and, and hold your hands out just as an act of surrender? And, and just imagine yourself laying on that, on that hospital bed right now, and, and the vine dresser's coming in, and he's getting ready to remove those things out of your life that are, that are blocking you. And you have to yield yourself, friend. Yield yourself right now so God can begin to cleanse you and prune you so you can produce more fruit and thrive again. I want to pray for you right now. And while I'm praying, you just talk to the Lord right there in your own way. Father, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, I just pray that you would just... Uh, do surgery on every one of us now and just remove those things that uh, make our hearts unclean remove those things that make our hands unclean God give us a desire God to be submitted to your will Lord that we would just allow you to cut away those things that block the power of God in our life so we can thrive God I pray right now Lord for holiness God the fruit of holiness in every life here God that every Christian here would walk in the fruit of holiness oh that we would would come out from the world and we would be separate God and that we would glorify you Lord with our lives God oh Lord help us to thrive in holiness 
God, help us to thrive in holiness, God. I pray, Lord, for everyone right now, God, that has something sucking the life out of them, an old thing, a dead thing, a worldly thing, an unclean thing. God, would you clip it away right now, God? Clip it away, clip it away. Clip, 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 clip it away, God. And cut it away for your glory, God. God, make us vessels in which you can work through. And we just declare right now, God, victory to come. And God, there would be a conviction over every heart for the things in our life that are not pleasing to you. And that we would turn, we would repent of our sin. And we would allow the blood of Jesus to wash us and make us white as snow. Friend, he can do it in your life right now. He can do it in your life right now. Lord, cleanse us, cleanse us, cleanse your church. God, mind all of First Pentecostal Holiness Church. We want to thrive more. So we're laying on the table now. And we just ask you, God, to cut away, God, and just cleanse us for your glory. That we would be a church. Listen, friend, he's coming back for a pure bride without blemish or without spot. So let him cut away right now. Oh, God, make us rapture ready, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Can you say thank you, Jesus? Can you say I'm clean? Can you say I'm washed by the blood of Jesus Christ? Clap your hands for the Lord one more time. Clap your hands. Listen, you be blessed. Be encouraged. Stay in this word and read it today. And I pray that God will continue to prune you and clean you all for his glory. Love on somebody.